to What You Alone. My name is Adam Ashton. Yibbity 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 yet. My, my name's Adam Jones. Today we're getting into a different book. We haven't really reviewed any health type books yet, have mm. we? But uh, this one is Primal Body, Primal Mind. Uh, and the author's name is? Uh, Nora Ged... Ged Gaudis. <laughs> I think that, that's probably useful. We'll go with that. Yeah. G-D-G-A-U-D-A-S. Yeah, and it says yeah. comma C-N-S, comma C-N-T. What, what's that? Uh, it said here something... Uh, keep talking, mate. Let me something tell us about... What's Primal Body, Primal Mind? <laughs> So it's beyond the paleo diet diet for total health and a longer life. So obviously me and you, we aren't paleo yet, but I've got a mate, uh, Dr. Sokoloff, who's told me a lot about the paleo diet or whatever. So this is the first book I got into it and uh, yeah, nice. it makes a lot of sense, I think. And uh, just as, as with every book, we're not saying this is a be all and end all, this is fact, but yep. this is like, we'll, we'll give you the best stuff of the book and it makes a lot of sense for sure. We're not pushing paleo. Yeah. Um, so don't turn off just yet. There's some stuff you'll learn from this. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So, uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it, mate. So we'll get we'll get into it. So I, I actually came across this book just going through Google or whatever when I was like taking a lot of antibiotics and I knew my immune system was down. I was like, fuck, I've got to get my health together. And this book came up quite a bit. So that's uh, the background and how, how I got into yeah, it. Yeah, I remember you said, I want to do a health book and you're like, I'm going to find the best health book and this is what you came up with, yeah? Yeah. So... Yeah, so it could be. Basically, long, long story short, carbs are really bad. Yeah. Gluten's absolutely fucked and uh, fats are good. Yeah, yeah. So that's, if you if you stop listening now, just take that away. Yeah, definitely. So we'll get stuck into uh, chapter one, which is a look at our, at where our dietary requirements originated. So the whole paleo diet is, is based on uh, eating what is consistent with what we were evolved to be. So 99.99% of our genes were formed before the de- development of agriculture. Yeah, so it's basically saying that, you know, humans 40,000 years ago were eating uh, a certain diet, <clears throat> and basically our dietary requirements uh, haven't really changed a whole lot. Yeah. But what we're actually eating has changed a lot, and it's uh, not always yeah. good. So we were running around with spears, looking for woolly mammoths, <laughs> and, and gnawing on, on fat. Yeah, exactly. Whereas uh, today, our dietary requirement, our, our diet is completely different now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so basically, it's saying... If you look at our actual uh, metabolic needs, we need fat and protein to survive. Mm. But if you cut out all carbs, there'd be no significant downside with that. So you don't actually need carbs to survive. That's right. So yeah, what she says is our body, all our organs and tissues prefer uh, to work off ketones, or uh, which mm-hmm. is like a derived from fat. So burning yep. fat, you start using ketones. Yep. And uh, yeah, your body functions a lot better. And uh, a lot of people I've spoken to who are on this kind of diet, they they swear by that fact. Yeah. Again, we're not scientists or uh, nutrition specialists, but basically, carb- when you burn carbohydrates, you're using glucose. Mm. Uh, whereas when you're burning fats, you're getting those ketones and being in a state of ketosis. Yeah. yeah. And there's which a lot you might have heard before. Yeah. And there's a lot of big words in the book and scientific yeah. sounding stuff which we don't cover. <laughs> so uh, the listeners. You're probably best off just taking our word for it. <laughs> and if you get exactly. off on all those big words, you start, yeah, buy the book. And yeah. Look at Basically, like I say, each chapter was, say, five or six pages. Yep. I'd read the first two or three, uh, which would give the info. And then the last yep. three would be like all the science and all the long, long words and acronyms. And I'd be like, I'd, I'd skip that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fair enough. So if you, if you, I think at the heart of the paleo diet, so if you're going to accept the paleo diet, and I think this is where a lot of the stigma comes in, is it's the fact that the food industry and the hard in, 
association. There's a lot of uh, organisations with a vested interest in the anti-fat agenda, uh-huh. and that's why our, our whole food pyramid of what we're taught when we're growing up yeah. has fat as the cause of all these diseases, where Nora goes through a lot of the book talking about yeah. actually, you know, there's so much, so much research to show that how good fat is and yeah. all the other stuff is just people with an agenda to sell their products. And basically the carbs and anything made with carbs are just so much easier to produce en masse yep. than fats because fats are coming from uh, more real food, whereas carbs, say wheat or corn or other grains, can be grown uh, yep. a lot more volume, a lot quicker, so it's a lot better, uh, more beneficial for them to profit yep. off. That's right. So what she says is degenerative diseases and other uniquely modern diseases are attributable to uh, not to natural fats and uh, cholesterol, but to metabolic syndrome, which is essentially insulin resistance, she says. Mm, yeah. So when you when you eat carbs or you, uh, uh, yeah, carbs, you your body spikes in insulin, and then over time you become insulin resistant. Yeah. Basically. My another a criticism of the book, probably early to get on the criticisms, but yeah, she says that there's so much more disease now, but our lifespan is just so much uh, longer and. It's always getting longer and longer, isn't it? Yeah. Well, she says, what she does, um, I hate to rebut you, but yeah, she no, does cover in the book that, um, that the actual lifespans are, are similar, but what the difference is, is how dangerous it was back then. So back then you'd die, uh-huh. from, a, you'd die from a fucking rhino. A dinosaur attack. A dinosaur yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd, yeah. you'd die just purely from uh, okay. the climb. But actual degenerative diseases and things like uh-huh. that are much more of a okay, modern cool. phenomenon. That's her consensus. I'm not saying uh, that's right or wrong. I'm not sure, but that's what what she does cover in the book as well. No, I like that. Cool. That probably answers uh, that criticism. That's good. Chapter three? Yep. Grains. So grains. So Grains are bad. Grains and legumes are bad. Yeah. Don't eat them. You don't want grains. And uh, so she says it depletes serotonin sores and greatly depletes uh, B vitamins required to convert amino acids into many needed uh, neurotransmitters. And... What you want is zero grains for optimum health. Yeah. The other thing she says is it uh, produces, uh, contains high levels of phytic acid. And basically it's saying that phytic acid binds to minerals and eliminates them from the body. So that's saying that if you, when you're eating grains, that phytic acid binds to minerals, calcium, iron, magnesium, zinc, and takes them. You need that stuff, but that's taking them out of the body. Yeah. Is that yep. what you said? or Yeah, that... no, that's... Oh, good. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> As I said, I'm a bit lost with some of this stuff. But, the... man, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah, Gl- certainly. Gluten's... Uh, and then, yeah, bad. she comes into gluten here. So, gluten, she mentioned many times throughout the book, it is the fucking granddaddy of them all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the one you don't want to be around. So, no, she says, starts it off with gluten, a cereal killer. Yeah, cereal, C-E-R-E-A-L, as yeah, in the breakfast good, cereal. Good pun. Yeah, good, yeah. good pun. Yeah, see how fucked is cereal, mate? And cereal is ridiculous. <laughs> Imagine that's what you're giving your kids to start the day. Yeah. I think I think that's like one of the core things from the book you can learn is like we grow up with the marketing material, how good cereal is, but Even then you grow up and you actually and fruit loops and, and, you know, you actually start looking into it, you're like... Fuck! Did That's not, a, yeah. <laughs> did not feed your kids that kind. I don't of think shit. many adults eat cereal. So why are we giving it to our kids? I think maybe because it's easy. You pour out out of the box. You pour the milk in. Yeah. And say here you go. Here's breakfast. Yeah. And it's all over so the thing. There's you know health association stamps of how good this is and yeah. stuff. Anyway, but they buy those. Yeah. So yeah, gluten is obviously big in uh, cereals. But what she says is 
it can ruin your life, basically. And uh, it is at the heart of many of the health challenges that a million people face today, both physical and men- mental. And she says, you mm. really need to get this. So I, I got the feeling this is the biggest message she <laughs> yeah, wants to put throughout the book is gluten can fuck you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a mate who's gluten intolerant, so I think he's yeah. lucky him. And she, and she <laughs> says, she reckons that uh, 99% of gluten intolerance intolerant isn't picked up yeah so a lot of people are gluten intolerant and having all these problems but they're just not aware that it's not extreme but yeah that's right and yeah. they're just not aware that gluten's at the heart of the problem yeah awesome i had uh i had another criticism but i forgot what it is we'll get yeah. to it later yeah so she says study by american medical association shows that celiac disease or gluten sensitivity whether diagnosed or undiagnosed significantly increases the risks of cancer jeez so, yeah, you don't, you don't want that, do you? Um, have you got anything else on gluten? Yeah, so yeah. additional to that, New England Journal of Medicine found that 55 diseases are caused by gluten. So heart disease, again, cancer, and nearly all autoimmune diseases. So and she, she does reiterate, if you take one one thing away from the book, just get rid of gluten. gluten. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter four, what about soy? Long soy. story short, don't eat soy. <laughs> soy sucks. Yep, cool. Chapter five was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> was digestion. Yep. Uh, and saying that we don't have enough, most people don't have enough hydrochloric acid. She says that digestion also starts as like a, it starts in the brain as a parasympathetic process, saying that you need to be in a relaxed state to eat. And I think we mentioned it probably before on other things slightly in that you don't want to be doing other things. You don't want to be watching TV while you're eating food and you don't want to be rushed standing over the bench, yeah. quickly smash something down because it's not a good state to be in for, for prime digestion. Yeah, food's fucking good. If you just sit yeah. back and you go, this is Enjoy actually quite it, yeah. tasty rather than start smashing it down on the way to work. Basically, yeah. a lot of She's saying there's a lot of issues come from a poor digestion. So a few tips... Chew, 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 chew it like 20, 30 times before you swallow. So you get it really chewed up because that will really help. Take the time out to be focused, relaxed, calm when you're eating. Minimize fluid intake with meals. Just have small sips. Don't gut, don't do a big gulp of water while you're eating because that will mess with it. And uh, yeah, they're, some, they're the bigger ones. Yep. Yeah. Love it. Uh, chapter six, your gut and the immune con- connection. So this is something quite interesting to me and I think this is like all kind of new research, so if you haven't heard of it, it's because it's all new, but 70% of our immune system resides in our gut. Actually, I don't think that's necessarily new. I think I was uh, in my brain referring to neurotransmitters, which we'll get into later, is actually there's in a lot your of, gut, which yeah, I wasn't aware of. There's a lot of, uh, I'd say over the last 18 to 24 months, there's been a lot more talk about, I don't know, maybe if that just coincides when I started opening my eyes, but it yeah. seems like there's a lot more new stuff. Yeah. About the gut and uh, microbiome and things like that. Yeah, that's right. So she says hundreds of species of probiotics are in the gut and uh, quite something actionable to take away here is probiotic supplementation is a good idea for most people. And this is what got me onto the book is antibiotics can destroy the immune system. It's like a nuclear bomb. Yeah. It is necessary sometimes if you've got an infection, like what's going to fucking run away from you, but... uh, Try and avoid antibiotics at all costs. And yeah, yeah this is what I was sorry, this is what I was surprised with. Ninety five percent of serotonin and neurotransmitter associated with mood functioning oh. is actually in the gut. Nice. So that was super interesting, I thought. Yeah. So next it's time you're feeling down or you're upset or you know, and it might be linked to your depression, actually think about what you put into yeah. your gut. Yeah, it's, nice. It has a huge effect on your mood. Awesome. She talks in a lot about dietary fats, cholesterol, vitamin D whole bunch of other stuff we'll skip out to chapter 13 yep 
uh, carbohydrate metabolism 101. She says that in 1750, each person was eating four pounds of refined sugar per year. Uh, and then 1850, that had gone five times uh, up to 20 pounds per year. And now, <laughs> mate, this is bizarre. From 1994, was 120 pounds per year. And then 1996, yeah. was 160 pounds per person per year. Yeah. So that's absolutely... It's fucking crazy. Yeah. She says, uh, like our ancestors back in the day, the people who were actually paleo, you know, what were evolved to be, they just would not be able to you know, believe the, the craziness we're, we're putting into ourselves. I heard something not in this book, but something in, uh, I heard on another podcast recently that in like, say, 20, 30 years, people will look back at sugar and refined sugar and all this crappy sugar we're eating yep. now and compare that to what we now compare to like smoking 30 yeah. years ago where people thought it was fine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's very, very similar. So our physiology has no defense against this onslaught of high fructose car- uh, corn syrup. Yeah, and again, everyone like a lot of the dietary associations. They everyone keeps putting the blame on fat. You want yeah. low fat, low fat, low fat. Yeah, but the focus I think should be on on the uh, yeah, sugar, processed sugar. And she also says that um, any non-fibrous carbohydrates turn into sugar once they enter your body. So that's like grains, rice, potatoes, uh, and uh, high fructose corn syrup. Or yeah. while they're not refined sugar at the start, once they begin to get metabolized, they basically turn into sugar and have the same effect. Yeah, that's right. So if you are a sugar dependent, it's like she uses the analogy of a fire. It's like putting kindling on the fire, whereas fats are like the big the big logs. So if you just keep putting kindling on the fire, that's why you get hungry throughout the day and mm. have to keep on snacking. And uh, you're always a slave to hunger, pretty much, she says. Whereas if you, if you just eat, eat fats and you're burning fats as your primary fuel source, you don't have to uh, yeah, keep on eating. Yeah, that, that's also a similar analogy to smoking, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense as well, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, chapter 14, leptin. So this mm. is a big... Uh... Yeah, so she says it, leptin is the lord and master of your hormonal kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Leptin's the big dog running right the show. So it coordinates metabolic, endocrine, and behavioral responses to starvation. Oh, actually, um, I think I misspelled that word in some way. <laughs> but I wouldn't know what it is anyway. Um, leptin slows aging and extends lifespan. It's basically like, the, it, to me, again, with having very little idea, it sounded like you've got all these hormones that do everything and control everything, and then you've got leptin, which controls all the other hormones, yep. basically. That's right. And she says, uh, this is where she, you know, she goes pretty conspiracy-esque throughout the book, but she says, <laughs> if you haven't heard of leptin, it's uh, because diet is the only thing that can provide it. So no drug company uh-huh. can help you with a leptin and no uh, one can make a product around it. So that's why you I'm haven't heard of it. Off it. That makes and, uh, sense. That's why it's so good. So I don't mind a good conspiracy every yeah. now and then. Yeah. That funny. makes sense. Big, yeah. big drug makes companies, sense. They, they're not profiting off it. No. So they don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, right. That's true. <laughs> uh, chapter 15, weight management 101 and the path to type 2 diabetes. She says here that so eating carbohydrates makes your body secrete insulin, and then the insulin uh, acts to store the sugars as body fat. Is that right? Yeah. And it's saying that if you've got insulin in your body, then body fat can't be burnt. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, insulin is the fat storage hormone. Yeah. So if you, if you got that, and then this this is a confusing to me because I thought when you have diabetes, don't you inject insulin? Yeah. But and then she was saying that type 2 diabetics, they inject insulin, but insulin is what's causing the problem. Is that right? I, th- 
I think so. We've, we're no experts. But yeah. I think um, if you're insulin resistant, you know, I think I don't know. Maybe you need to have the excess. Maybe you just you fucked your body up, and it, the insulin's got no idea what it's doing anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's know. probably uh, <laughs> that's probably real right. So <laughs> yeah, being fat doesn't come from eating fat. Yeah, this is a big one. But the inability to burn fat, which is a direct consequence of relying on carbohydrates as your fuel source. Yeah. So eating fats doesn't make you fat. Eating sugar makes you fat. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So eliminate sugar, starchy, carbs, and gluten. Yeah. That's the solution. Uh, chapter 17, we've already spoken a fair bit about hot fructose corn syrup, but it's basically fucked. Cut it out if you can. Yep. Get rid of it. <laughs> and uh, what's next, mate? Chapter 22. Chapter 22, our primordial past. So it's sort of like, this is sort of a big picture look at where do we fit in and what were we meant to do, I guess. Yeah. So tumors, she talks a bit about, you know, we don't want tumors. They're basically masses of undifferentiated identical cells with a weak protein matrix that feed exclusively on sugars. Mm. She says, if you make the jump to do what she's saying, the difference in health of your brain and your nervous system and everything will be immeasurable and you won't, mm. you won't even uh, be able to yeah, believe that yeah. you ever, ever uh, ate the other shit. The other thing, she talks a little bit about uh, caloric restriction, yeah? Yep. About just yes, that's good. Yeah, basically, that's good. We, we just eat too much. Mm. Long story short is we eat too much, so start eating less. And, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was actually quite interesting with it. So she had a study of uh, monkeys. So they had, I think it was, so two different groups. One group were given just whatever they wanted to eat and they just go nuts. And the other ones were given like 30 or 40% less, yep. but with... Uh, high good stuff high density nutrient kind of foods yeah so after 20 years 13 percent of the ones with the nutrient dense and and, and i had a restricted calories died whereas 37 percent of the others died mm. and then also that she had two photos of the monkeys yeah. so one of the monkeys who had caloric restriction looks about half the age of the other um so yeah yeah cool yeah it's pretty close to our um yeah yeah our genes so yeah, definitely. And you, yeah, you can see that if you have a look at the pictures, the one who ate less looks normal. The mm. one who ate too much just looks absolutely messed yeah, up. Yeah, it's not a good looking... If that was a human, yeah, it'd be a fucking... A... It'd be a two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. At least. Wait, no, Max. Uh, <laughs> yeah, chapter 24, mate. 24, so then... So that was... The first section was all about the primal body. Yeah. And now this is about the primal mind. And so it's saying you need to eat the right kind of foods to help your brain and your mind function as best. And it's saying that your brain likes to function on fats, not carbs. Yeah. Same story. That's yeah. right. So she said in 1985, sales of antidepressants mm. was $240 million. Today, it is $12 billion in the USA. Yeah. That's crazy. And more than 25% of kids are taking prescription on a regular basis. That yeah. is that is <laughs> fucked. Mate, it, <laughs> Mate that, is, that is so scary. Yeah. It's... Tony Robbins talks about antidepressants as well, doesn't he? And that people take antidepressants, but they're still depressed. Like, yep. what do they actually do? Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> yeah. you, you got to think like, what makes what actually makes sense? So, the Dietary Association, a lot of the government, they'd be pushing down this diet of low fats or whatever, and yeah. with their goals to make us have better health and. Are they reaching their goals? Are we getting healthier? And the answer is a, a fuck no. Like, <laughs> it's absolutely obvious. So what, yeah. what's been pushed down our throat in schools with the food pyramid of high carbs and all that stuff, yeah. you got to realize whatever that is, it's not really working with just looking around. And you could even just look at anecdotally, like, you know, a lot of friends and people, you mm -hmm. know, so many people are on, on yeah. drugs and think they need 
the antidepressant or the drug to get over their problem. Whereas like, and what this book says is just, no, don't rely on drugs. Actually, clean up your diet, and uh, that'll solve a lot of you, yeah. a lot of your issues. Man, I'm trying to remember the food pyramid. What was at the bottom? There was so much bread and pasta and shit towards <laughs> yeah. the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that was messed up. The other thing is Tony Robbins uh, said as well was the uh, if you've got a headache, it's not because you've haven't had enough Panadol for the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, but people think, oh, I've got a headache, so I will take Panadol to fix it. Yeah, but is, there's something much deeper. Reason, Mate, it's, <laughs> it's uh, not because you didn't have Panadol in the morning. It's because you've done something else wrong. It's pretty madness. And I think this is where this makes a lot of sense for me. That you know, I haven't read many health books. Probably every first time I read a health book, it'll make much more sense. Yeah, yeah, so, true. Yeah. Mate, there's a good, a cheeky little cartoon here. Yeah. Um, this old bloke in bed, and then saying, telling the nurse, "Oh, I stopped taking the medicine because the original disease I had, I preferred to the side effects yeah. these drugs are giving me." <laughs> yeah. Fucking awesome. No magic pill will take the place of a healthy diet and a lifestyle that honors our primal physiology. That's what yep. she says. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, chap- chapter 31, which is the final chapter, I think. Yeah. Uh, what generation of Pottinger's cat are you? So this is where it's kind of like a call to action at the end. Taking, She says, taking control of your health is the single most foundational means of taking control of your future. So mm-hmm. without health and clarity of mind, we have nothing. Yeah. Which is I- uh, fucking true, but we don't... Um, we haven't really been focusing on that on previous potties, have we? Mm. Whereas actually, if you really think about it, healthy is probably it's not, yeah, the it's number one. If your body it's and your there. mind's prime, you can, <laughs> yeah. um, you can take bigger things on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was, uh, so it's quite a long book. It's, it's a good 350 <clears throat> pages, quite large. As you said, a lot of scientific stuff. I like this stuff at the end, append- a few of the appendices. Yeah. Appendix B, she gives a bunch of sample menus, like what you should eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks if required, some good ideas. Mm. The other thing she, she's got here is like a 20-step, you know, how-to, which I was... One of my criticisms early on was that uh, there's so much info yeah. and there's so much like, this is bad, this is the scientific research, but I'm like, well, what, what am I meant to do? But this sort of answers that, yeah. what to do here. So step one is basically just become conscious of your food and drink choices. Step two, eliminate all sugar and starch. Step three, eliminate margarine. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. Step four, stop having refined table salt. Exchange that for Himalayan... Rock salt. There's like 20 steps, but I'll, just, steps. I'll go for the first uh, five. Uh, the yep. first five. So the other, the fifth one is then get rid of sodas, juices, sports beverages, and just yep. drink water. Yeah, I think I really like the first one. So it's basically just avoid. Just stop looking at food as this source of cheap nutrient entertainment. Yeah, and start making wise choices and have a purpose about what you put in your body rather yep. than just be on this treadmill of sugars <laughs> and just you know. Which one we've been on? Mate, where were you at for dinner? We don't eat the best shit. We don't eat the best shit. Mate, I remember when we watched one of the movies, I had a nerd rope. You weren't too impressed with that. Oh, mate, you were in the nerds. Just shook my fucking head. It's just a ball of sugar. (laughs) That's uh, that's absolutely shocking. So, yeah, I I think, man, I, I think there's a lot to get from this book, especially if you haven't really focused on health in the past um, yep. I'm, I'm sold on it at the moment we'll see yep. you know we'll see where I am in a few weeks if there's a <laughs> change but yeah mate 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 makes a lot of sense this shit yeah I'd agree uh, again my criticism of the book it's probably it was way over my head in a lot of sections yeah I like that appendix of just the the, the five page how to <laughs> yep. I like that a lot more than the, the whole book itself yeah but yeah. it makes, makes a lot of sense. Well, I think, sure. I think there's so much stigma around the paleo diet. I think she might be thought she had to throw in yeah. a lot of science and research yeah. just to sell people on it and say, look, this is fucking legit stuff. There's yeah. research. And 
No, I definitely agree with that. Whilst on one hand, I'd, it was uh, a lot of info, I'd also agree that because it's different to what everyone believes, yeah. you need to back it up. So that's that makes sense why it was uh, written like this. Yeah. Good shit, man. Primal body, primal mind. What's her name again? Um, <laughs> Ged. <laughs> Look her up on... <laughs> Nori Ged. Yeah, she's got a she's got a podcast. She's got her own podcast as well. Yeah, get on it if you want to follow more. Just get on a podcast or or yep. buy the book. Yeah, and uh, yeah, mate. So we, it. is it time to sing the um the old the primal the body old, song, the primal anthem? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that elephant. Have you got your spear? <laughs> primal body, primal mind. Hot! <laughs> <laughs> 